When I first started my company, Raintree Media, we used the tagline, let's help you express yourself. Our guest today offers to help people do just that as well. Rakesh Godwani is a communications expert and the founder of the School of Meaningful Experiences. Interestingly enough, he gave up a career in the corporate world to take up teaching. Welcome to the show, Rakesh. Thank you, Sandhya. Such a great pleasure to be here with you. So let's just get started with trying to understand why is communications so important and who should be learning how to communicate and why? Um, you know, Sandhya, the largest activity human beings do besides breathing is communicating with one another and with themselves. And uh, unfortunately, we realize the value of this subject only when we are preparing to go into the corporate world and uh, realizing that our marks and the certificates that we spend so much of time on really doesn't help us get things done. And uh, I started to realize this very early on in my life and my career. And uh, in my UG program, I realized that one is that you can spend all your time in the library memorizing those answers to get marks. And the second thing was you could find a way to uh, get your marks aside and swift through the system using variety of other techniques, which are equally important do in the corporate world. And I started to invest a lot of time in reading and connecting with people. And I found that a lot more joyable and uh, meaningful experience, which helped me shape my thoughts and the way I spoke. And uh, when it came to the interview in my final year, I think uh, it was Wipro. And Wipro picks up the brightest students as measured by the marks and the rank. And I was way down in my class, but by some quirk of fate, I landed in the interview room. And uh, this person asked me five questions and I answered all five of them wrong. But we had a very good conversation because I was able to ask questions. I was able to connect with this person. And he said to me that, Rakesh, you are the worst engineer I've seen in my life. Uh, <laughs> but you are a person who can handle a conversation with the client and with the colleagues, which I find missing in students because when we bring them to a corporate world, they are very good at uh, looking at some engineering problem and trying to solve it, but that's not enough. You have to talk and collaborate and convince others. And I think you are a person who knows those skills better and I will make you an engineer in one month. And uh, that was the revealing fact of my life that, okay, there is something called communication, which is about connecting with people. It's about expressing yourself. It's about shaping each other's thoughts. So I started investing more time on that. And my career took a very good curve. Uh, and I was very happy with that. So I started teaching it to others and uh, thoroughly loved it way back in 1999 onwards. And I had two jobs. So I became like a weekday corporate professional and a weekend 
teacher for anybody who wanted to learn how to speak so coming to your question i think this subject is very important in the 21st century because the world will become a very populated place we are going to grow to a 10 billion kind of a earth in the next 30 years and technology will bring us together and uh, ideas will be exchanged a lot more faster than what they were 100 years ago and in this dynamic the ability of a person to think on their feet connect with the other person shape their ideas and change their perspectives so that your work gets done is a mission critical skill that everybody must have in fact if you ask the world on the top 5 skills i won't be surprised that the ability to communicate would be in those top 5 skills that's interesting you know talking about your corporate career and your practice as a teacher now i'm sure there have been instances where you've been completely taken aback by the kind of misunderstandings that happen because of wrong communication could you cite some examples where you think something majorly has gone wrong either at the workspace or in the learning just because the communication has been not right oh millions of examples that's how i've learned uh, and that's how i keep learning that this subject is so infinite it's like an ocean and the recipe exists but then the way the dish comes out Uh, the audience the way they taste that dish and the way the chef has made it are very very different so there is no guarantee that the same formula will work for everyone which means you could do everything by the book but then in that room things will go wrong so there was this very interesting uh, episode that i witnessed where people fought with each other just because the tone with which you spoke was a little bit questionable and uh, a simple thing how you say what are you doing can be interpreted in a interpreted in a millions of ways right so you send an email to a person emails are the worst forms of communication because the other person can interpret anything they want so your intention while typing those words what are you doing could be as follows what are you doing but when the email goes to the other person he will read as what are you doing and all hell breaks loose so people start to justify this becomes a conflict this becomes a fight and you lose relationships and the work doesn't get done uh in many instances when i was in after wipro i went to intel and then qualcomm before i left and became a teacher um we worked with customers where the customers would understand something because of their culture and the way they thought and we would understand differently so it took us a lot of time and i worked especially with japanese customers and chinese customers and it helped that i was an indian because the cultures are so similar and i was very close to my to my american counterparts as well so a very simple sentence that sorry we can't do this can be treated so wrongly by the japanese and the chinese because those cultures can't hear no that easily as compared to a american culture in america it's very normal for people to assert themselves but in india and japan and china we are highly power driven index organizations which means the power must get the yes at all times 
so how do you say that no is an art in itself and i learned it by saying no getting reprimanded then somebody taught me that uh, here is how you say a better no and i picked it up i think the way you learn this subject is only by mistakes Uh, which is a very classical problem in student life that the way we learn in many countries is by memorizing and uh, you cannot memorize communication there is no one formula you have to just try it see the feedback if it works you learn something new if it doesn't work go back to your drawing boards and try all over again interesting and that leads me to my next question to you when you say you teach people how to communicate better what exactly do you teach them uh, you know this is uh, the first point i believe in is this movie called ratatouille that anybody can cook it's a very fascinating movie and uh, i come from that philosophy that anybody should and can learn how to express themselves better especially in the oral aspect uh, all of us by nature are not designed to just stand up and speak you know standing up and speaking is an extreme form of art even having conversations is very difficult many of us are very comfortable being with ourselves and with our best friends and just managing our lives so what i do is i believe that this subject is scientific that is very important there is amazing literature that comes in i have done a phd on that so i understand the science of how you this subject can shape lives and in my classrooms i bring the science with assignments with cases with feedback and a lot of work is on feedback so we show people what they do we give them ideas on how they can wordsmith better and then slowly with time commitment and practice results do come so i talk about this that just like just like how you can be a great mathematician or a economist you can be a great communicator and there is no reason why you cannot be a great communicator uh the only only point is that it requires that time patience and commitment which is what my classrooms are all about one other problem i try and solve is that this subject requires a lot of trust to be built in the teaching system and my role is not to be a powerful uh expert but a learner myself and that environment of trust and respect is very important for learn because if you criticize someone then this person will never learn this subject requires encouragement requires positive reinforcement requires self analysis and critical thinking by the learner so i do all of that and the results are very very fascinating and that's what my mission is that i want to take this subject to millions of people so that they can become more confident and communicate better so from teaching management students and coaching startups uh, and senior managers in established companies to teaching school students how did that come about so i left the corporate world in 2008 started teaching in any classroom i could go in uh, was fortunate that my alma mater i am bangalore took me as the head of alumni and also after few years let me teach as adjunct faculty uh, consider myself very privileged uh, by how i get nice treatment by them i don't deserve it honestly but then what i started to see was that when i started teaching mba students uh, i started to find out that the problems 
they face at the age of 23 to 25 the root cause is actually when they were 15 and 16 or maybe even younger and i experienced this myself as a learner that uh, when we were kids maybe in the classroom we were reprimanded by the teacher because the systems are so different but that fear has caused me not to raise any questions at all and then i started that okay i think i have to take this subject not only to senior executives but also to young teenagers and pre teenagers so in 2016 i i think it was a summer and uh, april may you are fairly relaxed and enjoying the summer vacations and my neighbor came to me and said rakesh my daughter needs to learn so i said all right why don't i do a summer camp and uh, jumped into the summer camp without knowing how teenagers live how they are and i have a teenage son at that time i had and now he's becoming a young young adult i thought i would ace this because i know how to handle a 25 year old it was a disaster sandhya because these teenagers are so smart and that's what opened my eyes that we assume that these kids don't know anything but i was so wrong they know 100 times more than what i know uh what i then learned was that my job is to shape their thoughts not tell them what to do and that became the sowing seed, uh, the seeds for uh, school of meaningful experiences that i was assuming that we have to really teach teenagers i completely was uh, miscalculating misjudging them teenagers are very smart they have high iqs they are lazy just like i was when i was a teen and uh, even aristotle said that in 350 bc that these youngsters are very irresponsible they don't know what they are eating they don't take care of themselves so if someone said this in 350 bc the same thing applies today and what school of meaningful experiences then started to do was create programs for that and that's how we launched and it has been a fascinating journey because we now have created programs not only for 13 to 17 we have started 9 to 12 uh, 18 to 21 21 to 30 and now we offer programs all the way to cxo levels of 55 coming back to the need to communicate at all ages we rely on the tone of voice and body language to get our message across completely but now life is moved increasingly online so tell us you know as a communications expert rakesh kudwani how has this impacted the way people study or the way they conduct themselves at work or in social situations because everything is just a whatsapp message away or a social media post away or an email away like we discussed earlier it's all prone to misinterpretation how can this be addressed in the last 15 years everything that we know about many subjects is devastated and uh, i think as a researcher and a teacher myself i think all the books written in 1940s 50s 60s 80s i think they are they are gone they are outdated you cannot use them to teach online communication at all i think new research has to be brought in which will take time so we don't have answers so i feel that we are going through a massive transition 
of education where we do not have enough answers on what to do in an online world. So we are trying our best to make the best of whatever we can. And in that, I have four or five minor suggestions for everyone and your listeners. I think we need to learn to slow down, first of all. Now, there is a philosophy called slow thinking, which is exactly what I'm trying to do, that internet, online, everything has created an abundance of information. Abundance of information can be very overwhelming. And that overwhelmed person can speak a lot and confuse everyone. So in the online world of communication, step one is to reduce your content and speak very, very slowly. This is very counterintuitive because we are trained to speak more and uh, say more because our, our thought is that the more I share, the better it is for my audience to make a better decision. But because of the overwhelmed attitude of everyone, because of WhatsApp and now Signal and Facebook and LinkedIn and Insta, people are confused. So your job is to work harder, get your mind right, say very few words and say it very, very slowly. The second thing is your way of facial expressions becomes very critical as well because this is something which is, again, very counterintuitive that I'm talking to my boss, so I have to look serious. Uh, but sometimes forget that your boss is also a human being and a facial expression combined with a little bit tonality will only do better for your communication because this person will be more attentive to you. Otherwise, from morning till evening, he's looking at the cell phone, the Zoom call and Google Meet, and it's very tiring. So we have to practice almost like theater performances uh, in the world of online. And the last is that people will Google you. And uh, your executive presence is now a combination of what's out there on internet about you. And I get very scared when I see people writing all kinds of stuff in the internet world. I would be very careful with the way things are. And this is where just because I know that I can say something doesn't mean I must say it on every platform because everything is now connected. So when you do a Google search and there is a debate going on and there is a comment you have mentioned in that fury of yours, this comment might be there for the rest of the life. And you may feel very sorry about uh, as we go along. And at some points, our age dictates our communication. So when we are younger, we have to be a little bit more rebellious. But I am now 45. I sometimes feel that how could I say such things when I was 25? Because now I have to be a little bit careful. So in hindsight, the modern world of online communication will be a transition. It will stabilize after a few years. New technologies will disrupt it. I have a feeling that we will have two lives. One is our physical life, which is now going to become more indoors thanks to uh, events like COVID-19. And there would be an online avatar. And this online avatar is not 2021. This has been envisioned in 20, I mean, 2001 when I was in Intel. We used to envision a holographic communication platform. And in fact, Star Trek, if you remember, Sandhya, uh, Star Trek had a holographic communication signals between Han Solo 
and the jedi and the princess leia and all that this is there for the last 50 years but this will become a reality today and you will have two or three personalities which means this world will also mess up with our brains a lot so i'm very worried with communication problems mental wellness uh, health issues and our ability to have relationships all rolled into an online communication platform so i don't have answers but i feel we should definitely talk less speak slowly listen more and leave it at that because this will change so fast that there's no point in becoming an expert right now because within 2 years everything will be very different those are very very insightful comments there rakesh and uh, thank you for that i'm sure all of us can spend some time dwelling on these comments and absorbing it i'm going to ask our viewers just imagine that there's a formula that will help you succeed any one of us be it a student or a homemaker or a corporate executive or a startup founder wouldn't that be amazing our guest today rakesh godwani has come up with a formula for success which he calls the six c's rakesh can you tell us more about this formula i am very interested to know about it yeah um so in my research and in my work with every learner ranging from 9 years to 55 65 these days i started first with teaching them communication that okay let's learn how to speak up but then i realized many people really don't have a communication problem they are very articulate their problem is they are scared to speak up so i started going deeper into the work and i found out that confidence and communication are connected your ability to think about your own self confidence and self esteem is directly connected to how you will speak in that room so i started focusing on that c which became confidence and these two are the tip of the iceberg and then i said that something is still missing because below the iceberg comes a tremendous amount of personality and behavior of a person which comes from four more c's that if a person has to communicate with confidence because that's the tip of the iceberg the audience sees if this person is not well read not curious their minds will not have the fodder to think about the sentences and we know for a fact how reading and literature study and hard work on education has kind of gone down we are more focusing on faster mechanisms of getting work done so curiosity is very very important in this game and good people who speak well are amazing readers are very curious so that became the third c that how do i help my learners become a lot more curious and that's where i myself i'm a late bloomer i started reading and listening to these variety of things now can you believe it that i've now suddenly love started a love for poetry at my age i should have done this when i was 15 but i was not curious enough i thought poetry why would i need to learn poetry but poetry is an amazing tool to create amazing messages and that becomes curiosity and then i started to realize that okay that's not enough a person has to be able to think in a variety of ways and that's where creativity comes their ability to think differently and apply techniques to solve the problem in a different ways 
bring in all kinds of techniques to give their product a little bit better shape and visual appearance so that's the creative world and then two more which is this person can speak very well is very curious is very creative but has a lot of social anxiety so he doesn't want to talk to anyone and uh, that became collaboration so we started working on collaboration and finally i i was convinced that there is one last c which i need to focus on that if a person realizes their competence what they are good at and connected to all of this the equation complete so i call this the 6c framework which is you have to be confident you have to communicate better but you can't do these two if you are not curious if you are not creative if you are not collaborative and if you don't know what you're competent and this formula is what we focus on in all our programs and every learner goes through them in the variety of product that we have that's a very nice explanation of your formula for success the six c's of success thank you rakesh godwani for sharing it with us as a writer and publisher I cannot emphasize strongly enough the importance of reading and continuing to read at any age. Reading opens up our mind to new lines of thought and we can absorb and reflect on ideas at our own pace. Rakesh Godwani has written a couple of books on the subject of communications. Rakesh, I was on the panel at the launch of your very interestingly titled book what to say and when to shut up and since then you published another book uh, public speaking kaleidoscope can you tell us what's different in these books between these books and what can the readers get by reading them sure um i write because um, it gives me a amazing experience to think better i don't consider myself as a great writer in fact i'm very grateful that i had a good publisher and editor in penguin penguin random house and uh, probably they were very kind to take my manuscript and uh, i've written four books uh, the first one was my journey from how i left the corporate world to academia in my own way and then the second one was that when i was in the institute heading the alumni of i am bangalore i started to see how students and alumni can be connected so if i tell the stories of alumni a lot of students will get answers about their careers so i wrote seek uh, which was my second book then i wrote my first communication book called what to say when to shut up which is right here and what i wanted to do was solve two problems that the first problem was i think we indians have a problem in knowledge systems where we depend on western books to tell us what we have to do and western philosophy is very powerful but sometimes we don't realize the problems of a indian student which is languages and confidence and cultures and so i thought i'll bring a flavor of that in this book which is nothing but a simple recipe of how do you make a persuasive method so there is a six step formula which is the aeiou extra formula which all my learners would know by now with lot of practical cases practical examples that i went through and the challenges so this is what 
the learners can expect from this book. And not only that, in the back of the book, there are lots of references and notes, uh, books from all over the world, uh, resources, which the reader can really start learning if they have to become a lot more persuasive. And this book is a popular book. It does very well. Uh, I'm happy with the way my readers write to me that they are able to make better presentations, do better negotiations and manage conflicts and make better pitching when it comes to entrepreneurship. The fourth book I wrote was much different than that, that when I was doing my PhD and I stumbled on literature review, which was so delicious, I thought I had to put it in a book. So this book is actually nothing but the literature review of my and the reason I published this was that I wanted all communication researchers out there to pick this up and not waste too much time in going all over the place. Because literature reviews like finding few small needles in the haystack. So someone can take this book and extend uh, the research further. And public speaking kaleidoscope is actually a very simple concept that don't look at communication from one view. Look at it from three separate views. That's why I call it a kaleidoscope. And the first view is the classic theory of sharing with each other. The second theory is the classic theory of changing each other, which is persuasion. And the last is the new theories of charismatic leadership. So what I was able to do in my PhD and in this book is bring in that element that I have connected communication and leadership. And that's what I think we should start working on, that this is a subject that cuts across sciences. Uh, that's why there is no communication department in various universities. Most of the communication professors would either be in humanities or social sciences, even psychology and philosophy. Uh, some of them could be in various other fields like linguistics, because this subject really goes all over the world. And in this fourth book, it's more for the academic-oriented people, but written in a very simple way. Uh, what to say, where to shut up is a more popular genre which can be picked up on the airport or any bookstore so that they could get a quick idea of how to get better. Good. So that's a lot of happy reading hours ahead of us by reading these new books by Rakesh Gotwani. You know, the great playwright Bernard Shah once said, those who can do those who can't teach. But Rakesh Godwani has proved this wrong because he gave up a very successful career in the corporate world to take up teaching. Rakesh, tell us what prompted you to make this shift. Why did you choose to take up teaching and giving up your corporate career? Yeah, that is my favorite question, which I get asked a lot. In fact, the entire first book, uh, though it's not my biography, has stories of other people who have taken a plunge. And now this is a podcast. It's called Plunge and it's available on all podcast platforms. And I'll, I'm doing season two of this podcast again. You know, I found out a very interesting uh, experience in my own life that I was 21, got my first job, uh, was very ambitious and still am very ambitious. And uh, for me, career was this very linear thought process at that age that, okay, I'm now this, the next promotion is this, 
and then you keep working and okay you do a mba so i did a part time mba program i'm not a very good student so there is no way i can write those heavy duty exams so i find ways to get work done uh, so i did a part time mba program from iim bangalore called pgsm very uh, lovely program designed for people who want to work and study at the same time and uh, started to realize that there is so much more to life than just taking promotions and moving linearly and then i started to realize that i have other skills and one of my other skills was that i could connect with people and engage with them and teach them so i started doing lots of these workshops where i would just pro bono go and teach them how to speak with confidence listen to them and i loved it so by 2007 i had two jobs monday to friday i was a corporate warrior very successful i was in qualcomm by that time i had left engineering to become a sales guy to become a business development manager a product marketing manager so i have done that very difficult to transition but i was this person who demonstrated you could do it and uh, monday to friday very successful ton of money uh, i was traveling business class eating the best food and wine in all parts of the globe and uh, but deep inside i would come home every night and i would be very hollow because i would say to myself that what did i achieve today except make a few presentations throw my weight in a meeting room um, try and talk some smart things with no impact but on saturday sunday when i would enter any classroom and i would see the joy of learning together my eyes would become big and their eyes would become big i would come alive and uh, then it took me few months to do some reflection and i i think it was bombay 2007 i sat down i think it was 2008 early i sat down on bandstand that's where i used to live very close to the film stars and the lovely promenade and i called up office and said i'm not coming because i was disillusioned i was 30 i had wonderful career path i could have become a director vice president whatever i had uh, planned but i was extremely unhappy i was dissatisfied and when i looked at my weekend job i was alive and extremely happy and very satisfied i think this is what is called meaningful career and uh, i realized that i had to take a plunge and uh, i'm not very risk prone person i am the most risk averse person that do i come from a family of sindhis sindhis are known to be brilliant businessmen and business women and very risk taking people i am exactly the opposite i am highly <laughs> academic and highly risk prone a uh, risk averse i don't even invest in stocks i have zero stocks in my life uh, and uh, so i decided to take a plunge which is a simple lecture i give in all classes that deep inside you have a homing beacon about your career it's like a carrier pigeon the carrier pigeon knows which place to go but life tells us that hey don't go to that place because it's a little tough place to be in why don't you go to this mall it's much more easier there and you can enjoy your life there so the the life takes us to these beautiful malls and we do enjoy the life in a mall for 4 hours but then deep inside we we yearn to go to that beacon place which is our promised land 
and that is the plunge i took that i decided that i will focus full time in teaching i was very clear that i will not be a full time professor anywhere uh, even after completing my phd most people would apply uh, i feel i'm not good enough to research and publish papers so i never applied and uh, became an entrepreneur because i wanted to take this science to a million people so teaching gives me that purpose and uh, the ability to talk and interact is what gives me joy and i had to then find how to earn money out of it which is in india not easy uh, teaching profession is still uh, very low in the totem pole of priority uh, we have serious problems in education so i said i'm going to do my bit and solve one or two problems at least i'll provide a curriculum which can make learners more confident and communicative and then i work a lot with institutions to bolster their faculty and create new ideas so that the experience of learning can be better so coming back to your question uh, i think plunge was my journey of how i left that to do this and i it's been 13 years and every day is still full of i i come alive so i have two classes after this session and i'm looking forward to that so what has teaching taught you rakesh um it has taught me to be extremely curious and a lot more humble than what i was you know teaching is one of those careers where you get instant feedback you know you're on the right track or the wrong track within 2 3 minutes of class uh, getting uh, started and uh, in one of my programs at the institute i worked with a lot of institutes i got horrendous feedback i think i was rated as the worst course in that quarter but that incident taught me how to be humble i could not give what my learners want now many professors have an attitude kare what will this learner know about education and i am such a phd god's gift to mankind so they would not uh, not uh, take that feedback serious but but i said that i teach the six c's and i teach them to be gracious about feedback why would i not do it to my own life and that liberated that feeling liberated that i have nothing to prove to anyone i will still teach because i love it and i will deliver my promise and i will take that feedback and improve so it has become this ever day improvement process so i read a lot so i'm very curious which is why i'm always excited because i learn something new and second it has grounded me and liberated me from every issue that was earlier bothering me that earlier i used to think that i have to get 5 out of 5 feedback score but now i don't bother about that i say that that number doesn't matter what i want to know is the sentence you have put and what you have said because that becomes my fuel to research better so they write questions that sir you did not cover this now i will research i'll read a book and i'll try my best to answer so it made me a better human now that you have a foot back again in the corporate world with your edtech startup how was the experience different entrepreneurship is very different uh, though i have experienced certain part of entrepreneurship uh, the first lesson of entrepreneurship is that you don't get a paycheck uh, so i have experienced that from 2010 uh, and more so from 2012 
uh, and so i kind of am comfortable not getting a paycheck that is lesson number 1 lesson number 2 is uh, entrepreneurship teaches you a lot more things which is you have to now convince people to start working with you you have to start convincing people to invest in you you have to start having a narrative which is consistent and much more ethical and it is a full time job so uh, i and my wife and my children our children are a very big part of school of meaningful experiences because i told them that papa is not going to be home uh, because i now have to give school of meaningful experiences my my 200% and they uh, very sweetly said that don't worry we're not going to bother you because uh, earlier i used to go home early i used to go out for an ice cream but from 2018 i told my family that i think i will be gone for few years i will still be there but i have to really get this thing to a certain level so it is the most uh, difficult project i have taken and i am i mean it's surprising that i start my day with tremendous fears because unless the revenue comes in you cannot pay salaries and cannot take this dream forward and then you still have to dream in that scenario that okay let's keep trying so it has made me a lot more resilient uh, there are days i completely feel that okay this is it i can't take it anymore uh, i can always apply to a professorship and escape but then i go back to the whole concept of teaching that a teacher tells the students don't give up so why would i give up and uh, so entrepreneurship has been that journey which has always told me that hey keep walking this will take maybe 10 years more burn yourself without burning the health burn your effort into this because i feel that if i can get school of meaningful experiences to a good place i can impact millions of learners who can then feel empowered to speak up who can say something which makes sense and by that virtue they can live a meaningful life so that keeps me always motivated and i have been blessed with amazing family very good investors uh, very nice employees my colleagues i couldn't have asked for a better uh, time and uh, so i only can work harder to make sure that all of this go to the promised land that i wanted to go thank you for sharing these very very meaningful experiences with us rakesh both as a teacher and as an entrepreneur i come from a family of teachers myself and i know that there are any number thousands and thousands maybe lakhs of students who have been impacted by my parents by my aunts by my sisters and i think you're doing a wonderful service to people by teaching them how to communicate better and lead better lives thank you for joining the show rakesh thank you for having me sandhya and have a wonderful year ahead i hope you enjoyed listening to this episode of spotlight with sandhya you can also view the interview as a video on the raintree media youtube channel and don't forget to check out our blog i host my podcast on hubhopper india's leading podcast creation platform check out more on hubhopperstudio.com you can see the links in the episode description until i'm back again take care and bye bye